0: The end of the world is coming, and all life as we know it will perish, or at least that is what we're trying to prove today, or at least discuss, right? I am here with Lawson Palini with
1: Langston Morris
2: and Kobe Porter,
1: and today we're going to be talking about different ways the world could end. So our first segment is with our environmental, our local environmental specialist, Lawson Palini. So this is a conversation with our local environmental specialist, Lawson Perolini, on the ways we can affect climate change and how climate change could either lead to our downfall or how could we could save ourselves from climate change. So Lawson, we have a few questions for you. Hi. Well, tell us a little bit about your, your knowledge of climate change, Lawson. So climate change is impacted by an abundance of
0: Controls within the environment. the The Earth works as a system, and that system has inputs and outputs of energy. So, to start, the sun is our major input, and when you think about our outputs, well, you can. You, what we want to do is look at. We end up doing is looking at different systems, such such as countries or regions, to figure out what's going on there, and its coastlines, uh, and its oceans, maybe in its forestry, to understand how, the maybe the food population. Is how, how the food is feeding the population, the species conservation going on there, or also the, as the CO2 levels, which is what we'll
1: definitely dive into. <laughs> I believe you lost it. All right. So what's the difference between global warming and climate change? So global warming
0: leads to climate change. It's, climate change is the impact of global warming on a region. In the long term, it affects things like weather. It will create longer-lasting storms with greater intensity will impact species conservation. We are amidst the sixth extinction known to all of all time. Because, and it's it's absolutely uh, directly caused by our effect on the environment. It's been happening for thousands of years. Uh, the agriculture revolution led to a spike in CO2 levels that we didn't even know about until the last century. So species conservation is an issue of climate change as well as global warming because global warming is uh directly causes it so another issue that climate change will have is or will have with climate change is the water quality um in local streams uh freshwater mostly and the acceleration of thermal pollution anywhere in oceans because as the the as the ocean gets warmer it's high you have a higher rate of asphyxia or
1: just suffocation
0: uh of animals
1: so so in what ways could climate change, because, you know, going back to the theme, in what ways could climate change lead to the quote-unquote end of the world or lead to major problems in the world that we can't fix? So declining species populations is one of them, the sixth extinction. Also
0: um, desertification and famines. We ha- it's becoming more and more difficult to uh, sustain our current growing populations, and we don't actually know what's gonna happen within the mo- the the more recent trends in the future, within the next few decades actually. And so I think I think that population size is one of our biggest worries, but also how we how we choose to go about it in the future and address each one of these
1: issues.
2: Okay, so how exactly does the brain of the vet theory work?
1: Well the brain of the Vat Theory is um, Kind of relates to a lot of different topics. So, the brand of that theory um, has come with a few more, like has developed along with some of the more scientific um, and technological advancements. So, um, a long time ago, a man named Rene Descartes came up with the saying, I think, therefore I am, and it was in Latin. But, I think, therefore I am basically means it's basically an expression of consciousness. So, the brand of that theory states that our consciousness either is not real or it's simulated. Or anything that any event that happens within our lives is a simulation It also can be referred to as simulation theory and it's kind of like the matrix in some ways so that there is external stimuli so the brain works on uh electromagnetic stimuli the brain feeds pulses and impulses to different parts of the brain so in theory there could be an external force doing the same thing to your brain therefore your brain could be a brain that, which is basically a concept that says there's something feeding your brain external stimuli to make you think things are happening so the brain to bat theory basically think basically states that we have no way of telling whether we are or aren't. Which is why, in a lot of ways, um, the only way to really truly know is dead. Which is why there's a lot of kind of, like, controversy around this idea. Because how would we know and how would we know we're not? Which also has to do with a lot of, like... Western religions and an idea of heaven and hell and stuff like that, so it there's a lot that goes into it that in some ways people aren't really willing to look into, but it's I think it's an interesting concept to look for
2: earlier you were talking about the brain of that theory and its correlation with religion. How do you think it directly correlates with the idea of heaven, hell, and the idea of reincarnation? Well,
1: the brain of that
2: theory in many ways um,
1: could fit into that as well, in a way. So, at the end of this natural life cycle that we believe we exist in, um, we don't know what's on the other side, right? No one knows. Um, while there are some people who have been, quote-unquote, dead for a little while with, like, stopped hearts and such, things like that, and have come back and each experience it differently, it's also your brain experiencing that Trump like traumatic event differently. So, in a way, we really don't know what's on the other side, right? So, the fact that we don't know what's on the other side allows for the room for religion to be able to say, well since nobody knows, here's what I think. And therefore if the brain of the bat theory is true, we all come out of this kind of if the end of our if our natural life cycle is the end of the brain and the bat theory, and that's the end of our natural life cycle within this simulation, therefore that could that could hold some weight, that there is an afterlife. Now any specific version of an afterlife that any religion states, we really truly do not know, but it's all about in some ways, for most people it's about faith. So at the end of the day, we truly do not know. But however, if the brain and the that theory was to be true, and we were all living in a simulation, there, in, there hypothetically could be an afterlife that we do like become a part of after we leave the simulation.
2: How does the brain of that theory um, correlate with the in the world the theme that we're talking about?
1: Well, the brain of that theory um, either states that the world that around us either doesn't exist. Therefore, what I'm saying doesn't matter and there is no world for there to be an end to because it's only something that's happening in your mind. Well, the other theory also could be if you've seen the matrix, you know that they're in a post-apocalyptic society, where only a few people are taken out of the simulation. So they're also in that way, the end of the world could also be related to that, because in the in an event such as that, in a post-apocalyptic or an apocalyptic kind of event, in a post-apocalyptic world, the brain in the VAT theory could also help with that.
0: What are the recent advancements in technology in the modern day?
2: Well, the most recent advancements in AR have to do with um, like machines doing jobs by themselves without having human-like interaction at all. So, new machines such as like robots that like cars that drive themselves, for an example, it's very it's very like influential to how humans like do things nowadays. But it could also rise up and be an issue for some point for someone. Another one of these advancements are in, in nanobot technology. Um, micro robots are being created more and more nowadays, and with the ability b- to be hooked up to things such as Wi-Fi and not having to be charged with like battery cells, they can roam freely, and we won't even be able to like see them. So there will be in in any other technology. If something bad were to happen, such as like an infection in the in the uh, malware of the um hard, like the like the robot's hard drive, it would be very bad for us because it would be like an infection like to to human race because it would, it would spring up out of nowhere and we wouldn't be able to stop it because we couldn't see what was going on.
0: Why are people so concerned about the risks that lead to AI taking over?
2: Well, AI is honestly the highest threat to humanity other than humans themselves because... They're a product of us, however, they're more powerful, and they have, it like, the ability to link into any information they want. So, with this ability, they could create more of themselves, create bigger and better robots, and eventually just overpower the human race as a whole. And we wouldn't know it. We wouldn't know it.